You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. around the world welcome to the forecast uh, we've got a preview tonight uh, for you and a, a very quick review of the city game as well we've already done that on four raw so we won't spend too long on it but it's such a good game we have to talk about it a little bit <laughs> um, we are on you'll find us at foresight.com as you probably know that's fields of Anfield road f-o-a-r site.com and uh, uh, you can come by and read some articles, listen to the podcasts and come and mix with some Reds who are pretty good to deal with and uh, away from a lot of the toxicity that you find on the interwebs around the, around the place. So come by and uh, a quick welcome also to uh, uh, the any Facebook users who have come over from that LFC page. Um, they've uh, very kindly... Uh, put a link up to our podcast as well especially the transfer ones uh, because they thought they were very good well worth listening to so if you come over from from that LFC page on Facebook welcome and I uh, hope you enjoy this as well so to talk about uh, a quick chat about City and then on to Swansea I've got Eric so hi Eric alright and right down in the deepest darkest South Africa we have Drew Hi, Drew. Hello. And you have me, Mental. You'll find me on the website as well, commenting on various things. So come by, say hi to us. So 4 uh, 3, 4 3. I have to keep saying that because it was such amazing. Against the, the league leaders, the runaway league leaders, the champions elect, um, the team that's really stunned everybody, smashed the Premier League consecutive wins record. Um, a 30-game unbeaten record, which uh, actually isn't as good as our uh, our record is set in the 80s. Um, yeah. There are a few other teams above that. So, how good are they really? <laughs> uh, well, we have a few perches that we still sit on top of. So, uh, nice try, guys. Better luck next time, I'd say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, we're, weren't we fifth in that in 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 the longest runs of, of wins or, or was it um, unbeaten yeah yeah and they just need no no wins and they just needed one more win to to come level with us and we stopped them so um, yeah that was brilliant <laughs> yes absolutely perfect I mean it was it was great the great thing about the game was everybody was so up for it you know the uh, the social media was buzzing before the game um, it got onto the main media 
with uh, call-in shows on the radio and stuff where uh, Liverpool fans were coming and saying, I think we can do this, I think we can do this. And a lot of the presenters on those various radio programs were kind of a bit surprised, a bit taken back, and uh, City fans were saying, God, they're so arrogant, those Liverpool fans. Um, so, in your face, you lot, non-Liverpool fans, I'd have to say it. <laughs> say it. In your say face. my name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to do it in a way where you can celebrate football as well, you know. And now the pundits were saying, what a great advert for the Premier League. Well, um, it's a bit of a misleading advert for the Premier League because <laughs> half the fucking teams in there just park the bus anyway. Or you've got the likes of Mourinho, who uh, I think has got a secret desire to be a bottom-of-the-table team parking the bus all, <laughs> all his life. Um, you know, so it's not really an advert for the Premier League. But well, I think it's an advert for, uh, for the likes of, uh, of Pep, Pochettino, of Klopp, you know, managers, and to a certain extent Conte as well, um, you know, managers that really want to play football. Uh, so it is a good advert for that. It just, I don't think that really describes the whole of the Premier League. Um, but it does very definitely describe us. Mm. Um, yeah, a wonderful game. A wonderful game. We really went into the other side. We just didn't give them a moment's rest. We said, you know, you're in for the fight of your lives. You're going to have to battle and battle. You're going to have to show more guts, more nous. You're going to have to show a lot more than you've had to show against any of the other wimps that you've come across so far this season. Um, and they struggled to do it. So, Drew. Uh, what were some of the key things you felt about the match? Key emotions, key points, uh, and uh, and follow it into uh, into the first goal as well. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the most striking things for me was how loud Anfield was. Um, you know that uh, that stadium was was rocking, and and I think that made a huge difference to the way we played. And obviously, we'd set ourselves up and. And we were, you know, just going to run them off the field, and that's what we did. Um, you know, one thing that just summed up the desire of the of the whole team was that um, uh, that press by Andy Robertson. I think he pressed five players, you know, one after the other, took them into the corner, and then they got a soft foul in their box <laughs> at the end of it. But I mean, it just showed the desire of the whole team to. You know, just get in their faces, and that's what we did. We got in their faces, you know, and I think that was that was what really stood out to me. Anfield, uh, the whole stadium got in their faces, and they couldn't handle it. And uh, when you get Anfield on a day like that, not many people will live with you. But uh, yeah, going into the first goal, I thought, you know, it just summed up how well uh, Oxus improved uh, and and is growing into being a Liverpool player um, you know for, for him to just as they parted like the Red Sea just take the gap and uh, you know and be confident enough to, to run through it and have a shot uh, a really good shot although you could question Edison's positioning for it or it didn't matter um, he, he saw the gap and, and took it and and it just set the tone for the um, for the rest of the day yeah, I'd just like to add the uh, um, the commentators Tyler and Neville 
um, with a bit of a fuck you to both of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler actually was trying to make an effort to be excited about the goal. I think it's got to him the criticism, but he's, yeah. uh, he's virtually, you know, creams himself over Paul Pogba doing a, a sideways pass and uh, <laughs> struggles to celebrate Liverpool goals. Um, yeah. But Neville just Neville, Neville can just fuck off because he's Neville. He's always been one out. Which one of the two? Because I pains me to say uh, <laughs> the one on, on the one on on um, who's doing the show with Carragher. Um, that's that's scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's sound. The other one is a tit. The other one is, <laughs> is an absolute on, on the, shit on the house. feed. We don't on the feed. We get we get the Premier League production feed, so we never get Gary. We always get uh, Phil. It is um, awful. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Mm. That uh, yeah, that is painful. That is painful. I mean, he is he is the biggest tit in the world, uh, Phil Neville. You know, he just seems to completely miss the point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's his job. And that, that, that's always I've always found it weird that there's quite some 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 lads in, in football who start talking thinking you've earned your money with this like 15 20 years long how can you not know or understand these basic things about the game have you just missed how have you just missed that 20 fucking years and you fail to pick up that you know ball recycling may seem a bit daft or slow or mm. ponderous at times but it's actually it's it serves a purpose if you do it well it's, and he's looking at it and saying yeah yeah all these sideway passes yeah, fuck me that's all you did as well mm. <laughs> oh well pundits oh well yeah mm. yeah it was a wonderfully taken goal by uh, by Oxley Chamberlain it was um, I think they they uh, they kept Salah quite quiet in that first half, um, and so for Oxley Chamberlain to drive through was, it looked a bit unexpected for them. Um, so it's the first drive through, and to then to then get such a good finish, such a good strike. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Neville did call it a striker's finish. Um, mm. I mean, Harry Kane would have been impressed with that. that finish. Yes, he would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it was a bit a uh, bit of shot like him. Yeah, good shot. Mm. Yeah. How important is it? Uh, how important is it that Oxlade is delivering like this, Drew? Because you've got we've got two games now where he's where he's putting deliveries, set piece deliveries, where we've won, got a winning goal from, and uh, and now he did that that at City. Well, yeah, I mean it, it's it's huge. I mean he's he scored the same amount of goals now for Liverpool in half a season that he did in the last seven or something for, for uh, Arsenal <laughs> so, no, he, he actually yeah. never scored more than two for Arsenal yeah. in the league yeah. Yeah. And, and he's on three now so yeah. it's still yeah. just three but well yeah it's, it's only already three, but he's assisted I mean in, in, in the game he assisted the second goal um, with his pass through he's um, you know he's, he's, he's taking those corners that yeah, better than than Coutinho, you know. So and and he's just he just seems to get better and better and more confident and stronger each game. Um, it's definitely suiting him, you know. And I think that's probably why Klopp went for him. 
you know, could see what he could do, and 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 he's delivering. So if he can keep this yeah, up the rest of the season, I'm I'm very excited for him. And against a barrage of criticism when he arrived as well. Yeah, yeah. Why the hell did we buy him? Yeah, I've seen him described as a panic buy. Um, yeah. I've seen I've seen people sort of call him drops, um, mm. and and uh, I think you also have to take your hat off to Klopp because he was interested. He missed pre-season obviously because it was the last day yeah. of the transfer window. Because yeah. um, Arsenal played that card quite well. It's just like they waited to the end of the window, and mm. then they said, That's, "This is the price. Take it or leave it." Mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got no time to uh, say, "Oh no, we'll go for someone else instead." You've, mm. you've either got to take it or leave it, and we just paid up. Um, mm. But the hats off to Klopp for sort of getting him in, in, ingrained in the system over a few months. You know, yes. and of course he didn't get a lot of game time, did he, to start with? And then it came in in, in a few minutes here and a few minutes there. Um, that, we have to praise Klopp for the way he's introduced him as well. Uh, that's what he does, though. I mean, he, he slowly builds this. He did the same with uh, Andy Robertson. You know, people were saying, oh, why is he not being played? Why are we keeping playing Moreno? Well, one, Moreno was playing quite well, with the exception of the Sevilla game. Um, but he's slowly given him, uh, Robertson the time to, to get into and up to speed, and now he's delivering. It's the same with Ox. You know, slowly build him up, give him a few minutes there, lengthen it, start the odd easier game. And then he's built up his confidence, and now he's he can take on anyone, and that's why you can choose him now to start against Manchester City. Yeah. In, his, in his last eight starts, he scored three and assisted three in the league. Mm. Yeah, fantastic, isn't it? And mm. he's also also brilliant with his interviews. You know, yeah, um, yeah. sticking up for uh, for Phil, just pushing the. The, the the reporter the journo out, out pushing his questions away and mm. uh, he also uh, did you hear what he said when they were interviewing Mane uh, Drew no no I missed that one mm. he's uh, um, I think it was the uh, NBC lot uh, was it Jeff Shreves or someone uh, well they were picking on the comments of Gary Neville that um, uh, that uh, in in the interview with Sadio they said oh you know did you miss hit it kind of thing. And uh, and uh, Oxlade Chamberlain he piped in and said, "Don't let him say that. That was a fantastic striker's finish, you know." Mm. So once once again, you know, Casario would be quite sort of mild and sheepish, but once again he steps in and mm. tells tells him to bugger off, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, that's uh, that. that uh, I think he's going to be he's becoming a fan favourite, you know, and very quickly. So he's really. Turned the opinions round, uh, and uh, I see him becoming quite the player for us. Uh. Yeah, that direct style. I think Klopp really wants that in his number eights. Mm. He yeah. likes to, if he can, he likes to play two number eights, and he wants them to be direct and drive, drive well, forwards. Well, that's what that's what was Gerard's strength, you know. And he did that. drive through the gap, and take the shot, you know. And that's what that's I think what he's looking for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely well done, Ox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, Eric. Yeah. What, uh, what were your key moments, emotions, key emotions, key thoughts about the game, and uh, and uh, um, and lead us into the second goal? Well, both come come a bit together. Um, I thought, aside from the press, that we that we uh, executed so 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 brilliantly. Um, 
on 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 the highway as on, on on you know on, on their back line uh, we we pressed them really high but uh, in the first half um we allowed them to come a bit more deep um or a, a bit higher we we dropped a bit deep uh, i need to say that um especially they miss silver and if you've been watching them over the last couple of months the fact that they could play with lads like Otamendi who time and again when he played us and when he got people running at him um, he turns into a shit house of a defender and, and we show that once again um, you know City could get away with lads like that or, and Mangala and we, we've seen Mangala defend we've seen Otamendi, Otamendi defend um, like Silva and De Bruyne keep the ball so well and they always find passes, they always find solutions um, and they keep the pressure off that defence and Fernandinho is in, in, in absolute top form so that midfield three works so well and keeps the pressure off the defenders and with their sweeper keeper and I think he's a bit more shit than people realise and maybe people realise now that oh he isn't that great. He's good. He's a good good goalkeeper. Um, but he isn't a gayer and he never will be. He's rash because he's coming off his line and that works for him in the first game. Um, and he loses the second game because of it and we'll, we'll come on to that. They had the problems that they couldn't find their fullbacks because Delph isn't that great. Danilo um, is a bit of a... Uh, a failure in the transfer market, if, if, if I'm allowed to say, um, and 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 Walker. Well, I, I never rated him, at least, especially not rating him 50 million. Um, every time somebody with a brain comes up to him, who's up for a bit of a fight and has a bit of pace, um, he he just loses it. He isn't a creative player. It was two years ago in, in, in the European Championships where he played for England and the one game that didn't matter or, or where people needed to be rested Klein came on and in the entirety of that game Klein produced uh, I think double what Walker did in, in the first two games uh, he isn't that great um, but Mane absolutely destroyed him so they couldn't not find any other outlet than Kevin De Bruyne and Kevin De Bruyne is absolutely world class make no mistake what a joy to watch to see him on, on, on the ball you know dropping passes left and right with both feet his te technical ability his, his, his class his calmness his, everything about the fella is, is right uh, after the game he, he complimented Liverpool on, 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 on Twitter for the game um, the guy's class through and through and he's um, th th there's a Dutch guy um, former player from uh, from Feyenoord who's played a lot in Belgium and he knows a lot of these uh, kids from the current crop and he talks to them a lot so we get relatively rare footage of, of, of these lads talking to him and he's dead sound he's such a humble lad so yeah, this is a bit of a, a Kevin Lewin appreciation pod now, but um, you know, <laughs> we knew he was the only one who was going to be on the ball, and as long as we cut up the passing lines into him, 
and Bobby did that brilliantly first half and, and second half even better. Mane did that brilliantly and, and Salah came into it in the second half. Um, and at one point, Otamendi finds him and this just when all them is on him like 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 fly on on, on a fresh uh, heap of, of, of cow dung it, <laughs> in in seconds he was there and and since since we hunt in packs uh Oxlade was on him as well and he did just tussled the ball away from him and at that moment i thought oh let there come a goal off off of this because this is what the game is about this is what they need to show on, on, on match of the day and in every other show this is where Liverpool won they were without Silva, they had to find De Bruyne we kept their fullbacks quiet and as soon as De Bruyne had the ball, we pounced on him uh, we, we we got the ball away from him um, and, and there's there's some footage from behind the goal um, or from our goal after they scored um, last season there's this brilliant assist from Ginny and he goes absolutely mental in the middle of the park all by himself and he did that again he was so happy with the fact that what they decided in the dressing room what they worked on in training was has actually worked you know they work hard to get the ball find the front find a forward run find a direct direct run and then you know, um, have one of our forwards do something with the ball, and um, well, like Fowler against United, you know, um, chugging away Neville, and then, well, lobbing the keeper or, or, or whatever, just oh, it's a carbon copy this, and the strength, the pace, and the desire of Bobby on stones uh, was was just brilliant, and then to to beautiful that beautiful sight, yeah, yeah. Everything was was great about that goal. It, I mean, Oxlade's run is very very good. It's it's underrated how that is. He clearly gets his head up and decides this is the gap I need to run into to cause them problems. If I go central, I'll make it easy for them. That two central or two central midfielders can find each other and gang up on me. If I go all the way to the left, if I make it a diagonal, they get time to re- to organize. No, I need to go down this left-hand side where Mane will keep Walker occupied, so he can't step out. I'm only facing one central defender. That means Bobby is one-on-one with a defender, and he puts the ball in at the right amount of pace, and, well, Bobby is just bigger, better, cleverer, stronger, faster uh, than Stones. Everything is great about that goal and, and then the finish, we haven't even talked about the finish, that lovely chip, that whatever you want to call it, um, but the way it goes over and the slowness of it and the curve on it where you think it isn't going in, this is going to whistle past the post. That was my initial reaction. It's like, oh, too bad. Everything was great about this attack and then the ball goes past the post shit it's not going to happen and then it hits the post and then you think oh jesus it's it's going to bounce out and then it goes in and i went absolutely mental it was it was it was absolutely brilliant it was one of the best goals that we've ever scored at least that's what it felt like and yeah, there it's like the, all our goals the marks out of 10 sort of start at 10 go up 
Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Because the third one, and I'll have to talk about it, is even has so much more to it. Um, but um, at that point, that two-one, you can see in their eyes that they're, they're okay with going one down. They know they're really, really good. They also noticed that there's an actual fight going on in that game. There's an absolute battle. Um, they need to work for every ball. They need to work for every pass. Up until that point, I thought they were they were very very well in the game and you know uh, equalizing and and the way how we do it. Drew will talk about it. But the equalizer wasn't undeserved. It wasn't. We need to be three, four, fives up in that first half. I thought they had great spells and they, you know, they weren't phased by the fact that we scored once and I thought their goal was well deserved and I think there's a case for it still think that we were better and if if any any of the teams should, should have gone in um, gone in half time leading it should have been us but the 1-1 is fair is, is, is deserved and I think they had in their minds we can go on like this this is this is the level that we need to produce, and we get another routine win. We got this, and then we come out and we we grab them by the throats. Our forwards press even harder, press even better, find better moments, start a bit sooner or just a bit later, curve their runs a bit differently, and we're all over them. And they want that two-one. They haven't had that two-one. Where they gone down and they equalised, and that was the point where they just dominate the game, dominate the ball, dominate the pace, and then they go on and and you know uh, build that pressure up, and and quality shines through with a with a 95th or 96th win uh, minute winner. They've had they've done that loads this season, and suddenly it's Jesus, we're two one down. This is this is the moment. Where they start to falter in their beliefs, and Anfield, is, is, as Drew said, was absolutely rocking, and it went even a level higher. And you saw doubt creeping into them, and thinking, "We're not as good as we thought, and these are not as bad as we thought." Yeah. And this is a lot harder than we had hoped, than we had expected. They had expected a tough game; they hadn't expect to be blown off the park by the, by them. And from there on, I thought uh, we were always going to win that game. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that second goal was just a hundred percent Bobby, right? Mm. You know, they need to make an ice cream called the Bobby Firmino. There's something that only tastes <laughs> like Bobby Firmino. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, the, oh, the first new fruit that's ever uh, going to be invented or discovered that needs to be a Firmino. It just has to be. It's a bit sweet, but also a bit of tang. It has to be weird. Yeah, it's such a fun. But right after the second goal, and and Robertson and his seventy-yard press, where he takes on five lads, was absolutely mental. But right after the second goal, there's a tussle near the near their corner post, and he 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 pushes over Sterling. And he, 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 yeah, he just runs him into the runs him into the ground, you know, like like with an extra bit of force, and he takes that half a second to look him in the eye. He takes that second to say, 
fuck you, not now, not today, not here. And Sterling was absolutely livid over it, and you know he, he was already not happy. He, the atmosphere, took him a bit by surprise. I think. Did they boo him once or twice during that game? You know, just just once or twice, <laughs> a, a few whistles. No, the absolute <laughs> furiosity of which we did it, and I saw people on Twitter saying, "Oh, we don't really need to do that." You know, yeah, you need to, <laughs> because it works. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He's yeah. he's he's allowed to score 13, 14, 15 in the league or, or whatever. He's their Mohamed Salah, and they, mm. um, the crowd took him out mm. together with with Robinson. So, yeah, we absolutely need to. We need to get them back because he's a lad who's he, who's who's good to score one or two goals in a, in that game if he is on form. And we never let him into the game from the mm. first second. We and Andrew were on his back and, you know, making his life miserable. And at some point, um, Robertson uh, makes it worse by bumping into him. I thought that was after the 3-1 where mm. Sterling even wants to go at him. Yeah. And right after that, he just gets taken off. Like, you're on the trajectory here to red, lad. <laughs> we need to take you <laughs> off here. This is going to become a, a bit of an issue. First of all, you're shit. And I like to rely on you to produce the goods because you you got pace, you got you get fight and, and everything. And he wins the ball back once or twice really well, um, but it doesn't. Nothing comes off it. So his <laughs> at the point I thought, well, this is a bit of his um, uh, Arden offensive. He's done here. You know, is this is the last last moment where he rises and tries something, and after that, just done. He, he can pack in and and well Pep noticed it and took him off and and uh, Bernardo well, Silva comes just, on. I think it was just after he took out Ginny with a, with a really rubbish tackle. Yeah, 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 that. And yeah. I think at, at some point he hoped to silence Anfield with it, and they only mm. the the crowd went more defiant on it. You know, mm. they were absolutely what you having here, lad? No, you're mm. not. No, yeah. this is not happening. No, 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 and. Mm. Yeah, well, that everything worked well brilliantly up 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 until that point. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, was, that was. It's quite. It's it's one of these things. It's um, you know, who knows if the booing makes any difference at all? But it's kind of it, he hasn't had a good game at Anfield since he left, and as long as he continues to not have a good game, you know, the booing will continue, and mm. hopefully the bad games will continue. Mm. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're uh, just uh, yeah, just going back to some of your earlier points, Eric. I, th I think you're absolutely right about David Silva. He's such an amazing player. I think he's probably been the best player in the Premier League for several years now, um, for at least four years, I'd say. Uh, mm. He's such an astonishing player. He always makes himself available. His movement is brilliant. He's, he's always drives forwards. You know, he's. Um, I mean, Paul Pogba broke the, uh, the world transfer record with his going to United. But I mean, uh, I mean, how many times in a month would you pick a Paul Pogba over David Silva? Um, and I would not even My against Tony Pulis West Brom. I wouldn't mm. pick a Paul Pogba over uh, over David Silva. Such an incredible player. Um, but the uh, but then 
beyond that, um, Gundogan, I mean, he's a great player as well. I mean, you think you would think that he would have been a, a, a perfectly adequate replacement for David Silva. Um, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he, he doesn't have as much forward drive, does he? He's kind of, it was like they were leaving that to De Bruyne much more. Um, I, I was surprised that there wasn't more from Gundogan in, in kind of the, the first, yeah, so, what, 80 yeah, minutes. It's, it's almost like his movement off the ball is not as, not as, uh, as much, you know. So he kind of, I think he likes to stand and pass and stand and pass and I, I don't know. Um, you know, it doesn't seem to. You don't get that movement that you'd get from Silver. Silver's okay. So it's a pass and a move, pass and move, pass and move all the time. You know, he never stands still. Um, I don't think you get that with Gundogan. He's very skillful yeah. and a good player, but it's just not. It's not the same. You know. Yeah. You have to set up the team differently with him in. I think. Yeah. I think also yeah. Aston, he's still learning um, the intensity of the league. Mm. You know, in in yeah, these games, um, you know he hasn't played loads of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's uh, he, he's had big injury problems, so yeah, he's mm. very late to the game. Yeah, mm. so you have to yeah. take. He's basically in his first real season now, and he he's a terrific player, um, but he, he needs to become, um, you know, his intensity levels need, needs to be higher. To cope in games like this, if he yeah. has, well, it may be, it may be that he doesn't suit the combative games. It may be that you know he needs a game where they're fully in control. But mm. to be to be honest, who can deal with an on fire Emre Chan? <laughs> yeah, I mean you got a list of De Bruyne, haven't you? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and even De Bruyne didn't really cope with him that well because he tried to find places where Emre Chan wasn't. Mm. Yeah. He tried to, yeah. to pick the battle with uh, Wijnaldum, and he, he won it a couple of times as well, but he tried to find the battle with uh, with Wijnaldum, uh, and he stayed away from, from Emre Can quite a bit, and let uh, Gundogan deal with it. Yeah, yeah, a couple of nice crosses in from uh, De Bruyne, which were very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, we have to talk about, we just have to go back to the, uh, the goal that, against us that you mentioned, um, just briefly. Um, uh, will you know? You got Joe Gomez there. He's uh, once again sort of struggling with a, a long ball over the top uh, across the field. To yeah, the right hand side. Not this first time. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, my concern is at his age and his experience level. He's going to have make these mistakes. He's going to have. Uh, he's done brilliantly this season. But he's going to go through periods where his form isn't quite as good. Are you worried? Um, are you worried, Drew, about the uh, going forwards with Joe Gomez and the such an uh, important? You know, I, I, um, I'm not. I'm not worried, but I am starting to get the feeling that maybe he needs a bit of a mental break. You know, um, I don't think physically he's struggling. I mean, he's still driving forward with some pace and, you know, putting in some strong tackles. And I think he's confident in his body, but I think mentally he could be a bit drained. And I think maybe a couple of weeks off would do him the world of good. Um, so maybe Trent needs to come. I mean, against Swansea, you don't need Joe. And I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do the normal rotation and bring in Trent again. Um, so, but I do think he's, he's, 
just made me mentally tired. I would never admit it, but but I'm just seeing it with some of the mistakes. It's almost like the brain switched off a bit. You know, you can see surely with the ball coming over your head, you're not going to get there. It's time to turn around and get on the, get on your man. You know, and and by the time he'd lost Sane, it was too late. Um, you know, and he was just turned inside and out. And you had uh, Matip ball watching the whole thing as well. So Gomez was in no man's land doing pirouettes, and he couldn't recover. You know, um, and then of it's course a, it's a tough one. Mm. Tough, yeah. tough one for Matip. Yeah. Tough one for Matip. But a the quality of Leroy Sane, yeah, you know, he's quick, and uh, and then you, you, the fullbacks kind of all over the place. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's not an easy situation for to go and recover. No, ha- having having someone driving you with that pace and that ball yeah. control, and the change of directions as well. And I mean, you can see Jack Gomez didn't know which way to turn at that stage because he'd started off on the wrong foot by trying to go for the ball that he was never going to get to. Uh, then, and then, uh, of course, you, you know, well, people are blaming Carrius for not stopping the shot, but I mean, that was a bullet. Um, and also, you could see, I saw a picture of it where he's, where he's about, you know, the ball's just gone past his hand. But if you look at Karius, he's leaning the other way, expecting the cross. You can see his weight is in the other direction. Um, so, you know, normally someone there would, would try and cross it. And the fact that he went for goal and, and really rifled it, um, you know, I don't think many goalkeepers would save that, to be honest with you. Good shout that. They do have a lot of these low crosses into, into the box. I don't think Jesus saves has scored. Uh, Gabriel Jesus hasn't scored a goal from from further out than seven yards, and it's mm. all one of the fast lads goes in wide, and either finds the far corner, he, he turns in, finds the far corner, or mm. turns wide and drills it in low, or slightly back onto the spot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. some some like that. Yeah. So yeah. for Carries, his in, instinct reaction would be. Oh, he's going wide, so that will be a cross in. Yeah, yeah, good, good child, actually, that. Mm. And then but, he uh, rifles it home, just crossing past. I can understand why they, they do all those crosses, because none of those guys up front are very tall. They're not going to be heading many balls into the into the net, you know. Um, they're all short chits, really. <laughs> um, so most most large defenders should be able to you know cover any lobbed crosses into the into the goal when you're playing City. So they don't do it much. They play through the players and around them. You know. Um, so I think that's what Carius was looking for, and and the shot was bulleted. So yeah, I can't fault the great 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 skill from Sane. But yeah, try to use two hands. He tried to use two hands rather yeah. than one hand. Kind of mm. reacting, yeah. But it was, mean, is that... it was so quick. It's one of those. Ah, I fucked it up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't. To be honest with you, I don't think Migs would have saved it. I don't think Ward would have saved it, unless they unless it, they were standing right in the way and he hit them in the chest. Not many keepers are going to save that. To be honest with you, Eric was, was it savable? Mm. Eric was it savable? I think in the end it is savable. Um, if if Carriers gambles on, he's going to to uh, to shoot there. I think he's got his body more behind his hand, so you know there's there's more power to his hands to save it. Now he needs to to go full stretch with his arms and the shots that fast, that powerful. 
uh, just isn't enough. But if he, you know, if he's closer to the goal or closer to his post, he can. He's got his his arms or his, his his body behind his arms, and and he saves mm. it. Mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, so, so many think, parts of it, isn't it? Yeah, I think technically you can put it down as a goalkeeper error. His positioning was slightly wrong, and because of that, he couldn't get his body and his arms properly behind the ball when the shot was taken. Um, so you you do put it down a goalkeeper error, but there were other errors in between, and you know, and you probably find he'd been prepped to they're going to do a low cross in, a cross cut back or whatever, you know, get yourself in that position. Yeah. Yeah, My, uh, there was a, an interesting point from Peter Schmeichel, who said that uh, if you stand in between the goalposts, then a deflection off your body was is likely to go in. If you stand forward of the goalposts, then a deflection off your body has a chance of going outside the post, mm. uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, Ed, Edison does that on I think it's a, a Chamberlain shot, yes, or or a Mane one where he. he uh, Rifles it uh, low in in in, uh, in 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 the first corner. Uh, I know, I know um, Ox did one, and it was deflected into the side netting. Um, I think it was on target. Yeah, and yeah. Ederson is is in mm. front of his post. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good challenge. So many Michael questions about. Uh, yeah, we can't ignore the uh, lead up to it. We can't ignore Gomez and Matic's role in it, um, and we can't ignore the movement and quality that Sane's got, even if he has done it before. Mm. Um, yeah, um, so, but then once again, we end up talking about goalkeepers, of course, mm. um, as is our uh, fate, right mm. these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was a good equaliser. I mean, I think we did we did okay. We did okay uh, after taking the lead. Um, it, it was still, you know, it. It wasn't like they took over the game or anything. No. Um, you know, and it's just when you face quality sides, you know, it's it, it's amazing how they find the weaknesses, don't they? Um, yeah, they do. And, and get something out of it. Um, and then yes, and and yeah, the Bobby goal. Uh, it's just if you're not in love with Bobby now, um, if you if you're not in love with Bobby yet, then mm. I don't know what's wrong with you, frankly. <laughs> um, right, so let's go to let's let's go on. So uh, the start of the crescendo of, of goal scoring, um, the second half without Bobby goal, it's, it's symptomatic of us pushing up a little bit, and uh, and really it looked like there was a bit of a halftime chat that made us focus heavily on Otto, uh, on Fernandinho and the two centre backs. So it looked like we were sharpening our uh, our pressure on their on their vulnerable points and um, and their, so that so Bobby pounced on that option for the second goal um, and then the third goal was absolutely textbook clock. Yeah. Uh, through take us through that one. Well, I mean, just before that, uh, Mane had got into a beautiful position on the top of the top of the box, pulled it back and. And curled a lovely one, and unfortunately beat, beat the keeper, but just got the outside of the post. So I mean, there was another one that was could have, you know, been a goal. It, it, everything was right, except just didn't get enough curl on it. You know, so so there's that. 
Then uh, we got um, our marvelous Mo um, pressing the fullback, and and then out muscling him, okay, getting beyond him, creating the gap, and giving uh, Mono about 15 minutes to pick his position and <laughs> take the shot. <laughs> I mean, you just saw him there. He stands there with the ball, and it's almost like he's lining up the side, going, "I'm going to put it there," and he winds his leg back and powers it and he hits it into that top left corner and it's like, you know, I'm surprised the netting was still left. <laughs> and uh, the poor, poor city keeper had no chance there. It was just like, I'm surprised he even moved. It was uh, I watched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was ice cool, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was ice cool from Sadio. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming into form again, I think. Yeah. And uh, perhaps it's... Maybe it's a bit wild, but last season he was really brilliant on the right-hand side with Phil on the left, and he had mm. hard-working lads behind him, inclined. Um, and, yeah, well, maybe that's what he needs. And, and, and last, last, last season it was Lalana uh, on the right with Klein on the right, giving him all the freedom that he could do whatever he wanted to do, and he felt the freedom of it on the left hand side he was boxed in between Coutinho getting all the balls and moving into spaces where he potentially might want to want it to be mm. and he yeah. had Moreno behind him who's always a bit of a gamble what he's going to do mm. even now he's been better and he's been loads better but it's still not not just there and you know now yeah. with, with Robertson behind him and Oxlade and especially when Aldum on the left-hand side working the socks off to give him that freedom again. I thought we re, re seeing Mane from last year and I think it has to do with Coutinho not being near him on on, on, on the pitch obviously because we don't have him anymore. But um, he, he's got a, a more options to run into. He can, he can cut inside a bit more. He can try and find combinations a bit more so um, I, I think it helps with his freedom yeah. he scores two in the last three now yeah yeah yes. I just I love the I love the build up to that goal I mean yeah like you say just before that before that was this hit, uh, Mane hitting the post which was it would have been so beautiful if they'd gone in because it was just mm. once again another in our massive library of beautiful goals which we've yeah. seen that's the only goals we score these days. Beautiful goals. <laughs> yeah, we don't get like horrible goldmouth scrambled toe in the, uh, you know, toe and it yeah. goes over the line. None of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all absolute sort of poster child stuff. Um, but I just love the build up with the uh, the Salah um, pressing. Was it Fernandinho he presses? I think and wins the ball off him. It bounces off his body and goes forwards, and and then he's uh, and he's. And, and oh, what a great team. and the strength, the strength to hold him off, you know, uh, hold him off, and then use his pace to get away from him. It's, it's good. He's, yeah. he's he's a lot stronger than he looks. I tell you, mm. isn't that brilliant? Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. Sadio assisted against Leicester, scored against Burnley, and scored against City. Mm. So that's the last yeah. three league games: two goals and assist. He he's yeah. coming back in form, and there's. Mm. Not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that it has to do with Phil no, no longer being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so often you give the ball to Phil, 
But, uh, but Salah makes that critical decision there, doesn't he? Because he's got a couple mm. of players. He could mm. try and run. He could try and run them. Um, and uh, I, I can't remember exactly where Bobby is. I think Bobby's uh, sort of ahead of him or something. Yeah, right. yeah, it was off Bob- to the right. Bobby was yeah. pulled off to the right. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. Emre Chan, I think, who, who comes on with his thundering run. I thought he's going mm. to give it to him, which made sense. Yeah. But the fact that he passes it on and instantly, you know, and he puts it into, yeah, into Mane's feet, that buys that second where Mane can control it, wait for the yeah. absolute second where he needs to, to pull the trigger and then just yeah. launches a nuke. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> it? It was absolutely a nuke. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful interview, interviewing from Oxlade Chamberlain again. Um, because Neville on the commentary is saying he thinks he, uh, Mane missed it, that shot. Didn't, he reckons it didn't go where he wanted it to go. And uh, at post-match, the interviewer uh, tried to say to Sadio Mane if that was true. And uh, Oxlade Chamberlain pipes in once again, steps in and say, don't, says, don't let them say that. That was a fantastic strikers finish. And yeah. uh, just shuts down the journal immediately, which is exactly what's required. So another, yeah. another well done to Ox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's coming in. He's coming on nicely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, uh, so that's three one. We're in heaven, you know. And Christ knows what's going to happen next. And what does happen next, Eric? I'm not too sure, but Salah gets the ball in in midfield, and he he's he's strong. I, you know that that low center of gravity people people talk about help him once again. He finds a bit of room to play a pass, and the pass isn't is is, is a bit overshot. Yeah, I thought, it wasn't a oh, pass. And I, yeah, I thought, oh, this is nice. This is a moment where, with a bit of luck, Edison comes out and thunders over um, uh, Bobby, and is sent off. And everything I said on on the preview pod come comes to fruition. We win seven one, and Edison sent off. So <laughs> I I was just waiting for the moment, and then the thunder cunt he gets there quicker, um, plays it pretty safely into midfield, which was an okay clearance. He he just finds the left foot of our pharaoh. I didn't think it was an AK clearance. I thought it was actually a piss poor. <laughs> That's me. You know, if you if you look at it, there's three or four city players in about ten yards away from from where Salah gets the ball. So that general area is all fine. It just happens to find uh, most feet, and the sureness. With with he with with he, which he loves it was it is absolutely underrated how great that finish was. It wasn't well, not a not another beautiful finish, surely not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm more talking about the composed and the calm nature of him deliberately scoring the goal. He wasn't. Oh, the the goalkeeper is out. I need to to blame it and hope for it. No, no. He places it in the goal. It's an expertly taken finish, and it's an absolute world class goal. Yeah, it helps the goalie isn't in there, but the pace, the trajectory of the shot, the uh, 
you know everything is right and he doesn't hesitate for a second he knows what he's doing he knows this is what he's going to do and that's why he's so absolutely overjoyed by it usually he just laughs and, and, and he waves a bit and he jumps a bit and he was absolutely f f yeah, fired up after he scored it you know that Robertson tries to grab him and he, he wheels away and he, he, he looks all defiant he, he, he knew this was an absolute special goal um, in, in the midst of all these special goals so um, yeah brilliant it was the I, I love the way he took it out of the air you know all this stuff is simple in the training pitch but mm. you've got to do it at the moment like, where it really counts with all the pressure everything going on the noise absolutely everything all eyes are on you you've got to produce it there and then and you know people will tell you in football that there's people doing stuff on training pitches all the time and it's absolutely magical you know but you, most most players can't reproduce anything on a, in a real game and just take it out of the air so sweetly and to hit it so sweetly and and this is the thing about Mo isn't it it's everything the things he does he does them so so well the quality which is every one of them the quality is what jumps out at you isn't it mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't agree more mm. um, so before he still misses Sorry. a few, though. He still misses a few. He seems to miss the easier ones, I think, and get the harder yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, he's a little yeah. prick tease, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. He's on. He's on twenty-five percent uh, conversion rate, mm. which is in, which is insane. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby is a bit um, higher. Bobby's on twenty-seven point eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have bought a 20 goal season striker in the summer. Yeah, well, he's only got 17, so it's not, not enough, is it? <laughs> no, we need more goals. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, so we have to now, we have to go into where, our, well, for me, the, the change in the game. Well, there's two changes in the game. First of all, uh, uh, Bernardo Silva comes on um, in place of Sterling. Uh, which I believe helps in midfield, uh, and then a little later we have to take off uh, Emre Chan, who's playing through illness, yeah. um, and I think it's wiped out. Um, so those are the two things that kind of happened, two events that happened, and uh, before and after the, well, uh, after, particularly after Emre goes off and Milner comes on, you know, the, I think the combination of Milner and Bernardo Silva. They kind of get, they suddenly get a load of control in midfield. Yeah, it was very difficult to to get into the pace of that of that game, and it's e a bit easier if you're a fast-paced forward um, than you are uh, a lad who suddenly needs to defend that high pace. You know, Silva is is got it a bit easy because he just has to to do what Sterling couldn't do. That's just keep the ball a second longer do find a solution, don't instantly lose it. And Milner needs to do what one of the best men on the pitch does all game long, and it's run large distances, defend where you need to. And the last couple of games, he, he wasn't playing in a the defensive role. He's been playing as a number eight and, and, and the link-up player 
between midfield and attack um, for most of the games that he's been playing this season. So, you know, we ask something from him that doesn't actually come natural, and he, he doesn't he doesn't come into the the the, the rhythm of the game and. It's where their second goal happened, and I was perfectly okay with their goal because it was just a class, class run. Um, you know, run, people running at defenders. We know how difficult that is because we see our lads doing it time and time again. It's why we're scoring over 80 goals this season. It's it's why we're so incredibly boss, and they do it as well. They find their. Um, they find the right man at the right moment and when they try to play uh, the killer pass we get a foot in in, in, in behind and, and Silva finds it and I thought um, actually most of us did the right thing and Carrius I think De Gea saves that one with his feet Carrius almost did yeah Carrius dives towards it and I think De Gea has learned that you're quicker with your uh, you, you can put your legs out quicker than you can um, they can dive so if you need to be fast De Gea uses his feet he does that incredibly brilliant double legged save against um, or it's one with his arms and then he needs to instantly react and he just uses his legs against Arsenal and if if Carriers goes in with his legs, and I saw some footages from him saving in Germany, he uses his legs quite a bit. So this is clearly by instruction. This is what the coaching setup told him to do. And you know, it's it's again, it's an expertly finish. It's right near the post. There's there's like there's not even an inch between uh, between the ball and the post. So. It could have just rattled the bar uh, or rattled rattled the post. It could have touched, um, you know, the carriers c- could have got something on it because he was he was nearly there and turned it into a corner. It just fits like Mane shot f- fit, like Bobby's chip fit. You know, all of the finishes were brilliant, and th- this one as well. There was there was was basically the only place where he can put it um, while shooting it low while keeping it on the ground is, is the only place where he needs to put it and he does it was, so. uh, he got a lucky deflection off of uh, uh, the defender didn't he the ball was deflected into his yeah, yeah yeah when when they do their killer pass they, they, they one of our defender gets a lack to it and there's a bit of a ricochet he gets in he gets it, you know. He's lucky, but he's in the right position. And just as Jamie Vardy, at some point, it isn't luck anymore. You're just in the right position. You yeah. do what you do what you need to do, and um, well, he does it brilliantly. Uh, in in a sense, I was okay with the goal, and in, in the other sense, I thought, "Wow, oh, this is shit." This is this is where suddenly they get their belief, and. They didn't deserve two goals because they weren't that good. They were four-one. The, the game for me, it still feels four-one. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I was, I was looking at the goal differences um, the other day, and I thought, well, 
that didn't help. Yeah, yeah, we only got plus one. And it felt like we got plus three. But yeah. it yeah. isn't. And that's mm. a bit annoying in, in, in the concept of uh, we say uh, we want to be a team that only concedes like a goal a game. That's a bit of, you know, the, the numbers that we should be aiming at. And they get two goals who mean fuck all for the game. But but still don't look great on paper. Mm. Wait, wait, when you look at the amount of goals that we shipped in, I don't like that. Yeah. So that was yeah. that. That was that's. I just City should have the politeness of not not trying anymore. <laughs> they should have just bowed their heads and say, "Yeah, we are still reigning champions. We or not reigning champions. We will be champions." Uh, but you were clear and by far the better side on the day, so take your four-one win. You've earned it. Mm. No, they should have been royalty, well, and that's why they're still going to be a mid-table club with loads of money. Yeah, I mean, after talking about Silver and just what an amazing player he has been, and uh, um, and then De Bruyne comes in probably to take his mantle. Um, Bernardo Silver is a lovely, lovely player, and you know his movement and and then you know he gets into the box and provides the finish as well you know it's just it's just a, an, an absolutely lovely player they've got there and I think he's only 21 as well and um, very young anyway uh, so yeah just yeah brilliant footballers on a break and um, I can't remember who made the cross for that goal but uh, 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 I think it was um I don't know who was it. Uh, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's four two. It's four two, and uh, and you know we the clock ticks on. We get to injury time, um, and then the the goal that really puts us on the edge of the seat happens. To, uh, Drew, you want yeah, well, well, I mean, I, I would actually put the blame on that one squarely on on, on Dejan Lovren's um, feet there or head. Um, you know, he he had a bit of a mad moment. He went flying out, I think, to try and tackle uh, De Bruyne and uh, missed that. Uh, and De Bruyne takes it around and plays it to Aguero, and so he runs back or jogs back, gets into position in front of um, Gundogan. And then um, Aguero does a, a sort of chip cross and managed to beat everybody. And all Lovren had to do was jump. And, <laughs> and he goes into the, the white men can't jump mode. And I don't think he went. <laughs> I don't think he went into uh, went an inch off the floor. So the the ball sailed over his head by about an inch onto Gundogan's chest. Uh, Gundogan's short. What's he about five five nine or something like that. Uh, lands on his chest. He managed to control it very well. Um, poor Carrius just has to stand there and watch it. You know, uh, that's you know three goals. So also one that could have been prevented. Yeah, so <laughs> a little yeah. disappointing. It seemed too easy, didn't it? It all seemed too it, easy. It did. It did. Uh, like I say, it needed a head. If you had Van Dijk there, uh, it yeah, <laughs> no problem. Uh, well, yeah, so I, I mean, said, I, I said before, I said, I think to Eric on one of the WhatsApps, I said, you have Van Dijk there, they wouldn't have scored their goals. They might have got the first one. 
but the other three they wouldn't have got other two they wouldn't have got you know um, I just feel that at, at the same time though uh, I need to to stick up for for Dexy here a bit um, mm. he wins the ball or he he, he does the front foot defending mm. about 10 15 times during the game where he mm. wins it mm. so you know it's it's what we want him to do and yeah. at one point the best player well potentially one of the best players in the world at the moment uh, gets the better of him yeah i don't have a problem that with happens. the first miss i don't have a problem with the first yeah, miss yeah me neither but it's the getting back it's the getting back he got into the right position he's in front of gundogan just jump and hit the ball. I mean, he just did. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a poor, it's a poor time in there. Can I, can I put something in here? I mean, Aguero done nothing all game, or not done nothing, yeah. but he was really out of the game because of yeah. our fantastic work. Um, mm. And then he puts in that delightful little cross. Now, mm. I think what Dejan does, and I, I'm never one to stick up for Lovren, but um, and, and at the end of the day, I still won't stick up for him. But, uh, what he does is he gets into line and then he sees the chip is about to come across and he expects it to go towards the back post, right? He doesn't expect it to be a square pass. Mm. Um, do you remember the Burnley goal where the flick-on takes it towards the back post? And we, we blame Gomez, but Gomez can't be in two places at once. He can't be holding yeah. a line and moving in to protect the back post at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And he scores. And this occasion this looks what, like what Lovren does. Is he, look, he, he anticipates it going diagonal towards the back post. So he steps deeper out of the defensive line in that anticipation of that. So when it becomes a square ball, he's kind of running the wrong way and has to turn around and go back again, which he can't do quickly enough. And, yeah. uh, and, and of course, there, uh, there is Gunnigan, and the ball just hits him on the chest and he volleys it straight in. Mm. Um, so in in some respects you know it's kind of a little bit difficult to fault him um, mm. because if if the cross if the chip had come in deeper towards the back post as in, in, in a diagonal path um, and Gundogan had run in and followed it in you know with our defenders left in a line mm. we'd all be sitting there going look at those bloody defenders they're switched off you know and they've let the guy run in in front of them you know mm. and, and we would have criticised them if they hadn't made that movement as well, uh, so I'm kind of uh, for the actual goal. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to blame Lovren for it because of that movement that he made. Um, the the only thing I will say is that um, it happens a lot with Lovren, and there are just some players like Otamendi. It happens a lot with Otamendi there. A lot of mistakes mm. get made because of the player Otamendi is, and it's the same mm. with Lovren. Mistakes mm. get made things happen which wouldn't happen with a different player in there mm. which is what uh, when it comes to the final analysis I'd rather we replace him you know mm. not because it's terrible because he has good games but mm. just because he attracts problems mm. yeah yeah uh, I still I still I mean the cross wasn't very fast it was a little bit of a lob chip um, so I don't know if I agree with you on the um, on the adjustment or trying to make an adjustment for a, for a diagonal ball across to the far post. I mean, there wasn't anyone there. I think Gundogan was the only guy who was in in amongst four of our players. 
he should he should have he, it. he just he should have had it lined up and just jump and and if he jumped he didn't even have to jump that high it just well, makes a jump mm, mm. yeah this is my point was he's already moved to, to mm. go in the other direction and now he's got to turn he's got to make the 180 degree opposite move and I just don't think there's enough time for him to do it yeah. well like I say it wasn't the quickest but anyway uh, you know it happened we won <laughs> we, we, we're all happy anyway <laughs> yeah we beat the champions and yeah. we show that we were the second best side in this league yeah um, yeah because Spurs had caught up with us so obviously they were leveling on points before that game and all of the top six must have been banking on us dropping points there and yeah, yeah. everybody thought that and for us to go forwards and uh, come level with Chelsea and in fact overtake them and take them I think they'll be unhappy for it on an, a, a number of reasons. If they would beaten us, the narrative for Conte is when he loses to City is, well, these beat uh, uh, Liverpool as well. They beat all the other sides as well. So, yeah, w what am I to do? And the same yeah. goes for Mourinho. Well, you, you, you see what Liverpool tried. They came at them with everything they had, and in the end, City still won. Um, you know... Everybody will hate us now that we've shown, yeah? If you just work hard, press them incredibly well, make their life hard, and be good when you need to be, you can do this. They're not unbeatable. So the pressure is no, on them, uh, on, is on the other teams as well to get, you know, to get a result as well. Crystal Palace had a result, you know? Um, in fact, if they scored the penalty, they would have had the win. Um, you know, so they they are a beatable side. They're just not easy to beat. You know, um, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> if you spend that yeah. much money, you need to produce this level of quality time and time yeah. again. And yeah. they did. So you know, fair play f to them. Uh, we were just better on the day. Yeah, I think it's interesting how while they spent a lot of money, they've not gone around breaking um, uh, sort of the world record transfer fee. I think. Um, uh, probably the Walker purchase was a, a record fee for a defender. Yeah. But um, they've they've gone for very young, very bright talents that Pep knows he can make use of, mm. and so they paid fifty odd million for them. Um, but uh, which is a lot for the young, unproven players. Uh, but it's not the Mourinho style, you know. We're with eighty nine million pounds for Pogba because Spain dropped out, Spanish teams dropped out at sixty million. And uh, Real decided to screw United for everything you get. Sanchez is doing exactly the same, screwing for everything you can get. You know, it's not the United Mourinho style. It's a mm. it's a different way of spending money, which is actually quite intelligent. Mm. But uh, Drew, what was your takeaway from the game then? My takeaway from the game is uh, it sort of underlines the fact how frustrating some the fact that we've had eight draws <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're, we're better than those eight draws and that's what it is um, you know we can we can be anybody we should be we should be within sort of four or five points of them uh, we're not you know we're 15 yeah. points behind. Um, but we're good enough to be that four or five points behind them that, that's yeah. what I get that game we're good enough we're yeah. just not quite consistent enough, and you know, can blame the ref on a couple of things as well, and you know, silly mistakes here and there. It's literally been moments that have prevented us from being there. 
Yep. Uh, still very, very encouraging. I think the, the first nine games we played a different way and then got changed it. And, uh, after Tottenham. After Tottenham. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And we almost haven't looked back since then, uh, yeah. bar a couple of annoying, irritating draws, obviously. Um, mm. My takeaway from the game was um, just how much of a team performance it was. You know, I, I guess it's building on what Eric finished up with there. Um, you know, the, we came up at the, and at them. But the, the critical thing was, you know, we have these amazing players up front. The, the fact that we shared the goals between the front four, and they're all beautiful goals, and there was so much work behind them as well. It, you know, this was Klopp's dream, wasn't it? This is Klopp's mm. dream, where it's an entire mm. team performance. Um, yeah. Now, there will be games where Emery Chan isn't suited to, you know, and, and there will be other issues because the most games won't be played that way. Um, mm. But I think, yeah, for me, the takeaway was the, the team performance, which I think is Klopp's ideal. Mm. Right. Um, I think we've done the City game to death there, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah. You said that we're going to do 10 minutes, so it's a little longer than 10 <laughs> minutes. We're nearly on that. We're nearly on I that. Knew it was, I knew it wasn't going to be 10 minutes, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you lied to us, are you? Yeah, you lied hey. to us. Cheeky <laughs> It's only... <laughs> it's only half the length I wanted it to be talking about City <laughs> um, let's have a quick five minutes <laughs> on Swansea <laughs> they're a bit better they're a bit better they play with a bit more purpose um, they're just not very good they don't have a lot of quality uh, Boney is playing better so that means that they keep the ball uh, a bit more they can get into he's the game injured, a bit more if he's, he's out, out injured. injured they're fucked again <laughs> um, and we're going he to hasn't been that, he hasn't played much for them he comes in for a game or two and then he's injured again and he's not having a good spell at the moment so well, well like they are um, yeah, bottom of the log won four games yeah yeah the five-game uh, record. They're uh, they're fourteenth in the uh, last five games on the, on the form table. Uh, they've uh, two losses, two draws, and a win. Um, mm. Which was the win was against uh, Watford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Watford, so, for what, what, Watford's form has gone through the. They've had in the last six games four losses, one win, and a draw. So they've also collapsed a bit. You know. Yeah. Uh, Watford's uh, in trouble. Watford's mm. in trouble. They've got a manager who wanted to leave and that never yeah, that never yeah. works out well you know that no. doesn't you know he's, goes, he's something goes doesn't it yeah yeah and everybody knows he's gone in the summer this won't last yeah. he'll, he'll either has to resign or a different club comes comes and picks him up and Watford well, will be the, will be happy to see him go so in the last in the last five games their form is worse than Swansea's they're actually one place mm. below Swansea in that form table um, yeah. Swansea's results are all over the place they're, they're, you know, they lost 5-0 to us um, uh, at Anfield they drew with Crystal Palace who having a really good run uh, of form and up in 7th in the form table um, they, they beat Watford but then uh, and, and lost obviously to, to Tottenham um, but then they drew away to Newcastle um, so the, 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 form, the form seems to I think they do a little bit better away from home than they do at, at home um, but regardless, uh, 
the most important thing for us is to make short work of it, isn't it, Drew? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we gave them five goals last time. Um, uh, to be, if we do anything less than three, we, we <laughs> didn't perform. I just can't see them getting anything out of the game. I think they'll be lucky to get a goal, but I doubt they'll even get that. I think Van Dijk's back. I don't think they've got a chance, in my opinion. Do you see a strong lineup? Uh, I do, because we've got a bit of a gap. Uh, you know, we've had a gap. From five five, five days. It's five days yeah. to till the next one. So yeah, it's we a have... bit of a gap. So it's, so it's not... You know, uh, and we've had a longer gap from this one, uh, this previous game. So eight days, isn't it? Yeah, eight days and then five days. I think yeah. we've got a pretty strong lineup. Up, keep the momentum going. I do see. I think Gomez will be rested. Um, Chan will probably be rested because he's had a lot of games. Um, he's had to cover for because he's had no. There's no Hendo. You know, he's been out. So Chan has played all the games all through the all through the busy period. So we might see Millie come in for Chan. Uh, you'll probably see Oxen and Ginny start again. Um, and then, I don't know, probably Matip and Van Dijk or Van Dijk and Klavan. Um, I think we'll be pretty strong, too strong for them. Robertson will continue. So, yeah, and I think they'll stay with the front three. I think they'll, they'll get them in. You know, um, yeah. Salah's been rested because he was injured. Bobby maybe, Bobby may be rested. Yeah, maybe they'll give um, Solanke a go. Uh, but I don't see too much changes. Two, three, max. Yeah. Well, uh, Eric, uh, we actually always have a tough game down at Liberty Stadium. Um, yeah, we do. It's uh, always you, shit weather. You, New you managers. The... Suddenly yeah, a striker you... remembers how good he is. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see the front line changing? I, I believe I, I believe that we've absolutely turned a corner in games like this. So I believe City had nothing to do with that, and um, you know. But the Burnley win, the Everton win, the Leicester the Leicester win that show that we've turned a corner. We're not going to be beaten. We're not going to draw with you. We're better than you, and we will we will win. And we don't care about. A three-one, seven-nil stuff like that. No, no, two-two-one will do. One-nil will try. That works. That's fine. And I, I think that uh, Klopp have looks. Have we had a one-nil yet? I don't think we have. <laughs> it's, it, it's going to be eight. Um, we're going to play three games in eight days, or four in twelve. And I think he's going to look at up until uh, the Spurs game, sort of fourth of of Feb. I think he's looking at these four where he's thinking I got a good week's training for all of them um, and I, I need to do a bit here I've got this 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 is an intense um, situation I'm okay uh, I, I need to go strong for Swansea I, I'm okay Go. I, I need to go strong for Huddersfield because it's an away game um, I think he's going to bank on Solanke and Ings as, as uh, a partnership up front for West Brom. So he's going to play Milner against West Brom. He's going to try and, and bet in Moreno again. Um, you know, lads like that. Clavin will play with whomever. Uh, you know, I think he's absolutely going to do that. Um, so, Swansea, I expect 
very little changes over the city game. Maybe um, Lalana is, is in, you know Lalana is, is on paper um, should get 30 minutes in, instead of the three now, so he's going to be the first sub. Uh, maybe he starts over over Oxlade. Don't think so. Uh, I think when Oldham gets a game, um, think Chan gets rested. Don't think Milner gets the gets the nod. Perhaps Hendo already. Maybe Hendo on the bench. Um, thinking it's going to be four four two or the four two two that we've played with with Bobby and and uh, Salah centrally for Swansea and Huddersfield. And we'll play the um, uh, Solanke Ings against West Brom. Yep. Um, yeah, I can see. I can see Gomez being used in the in the West Brom game, in the cup game, just because it's West Brom, and they got lots of heights as a county. So it would be a good game for Trent to come in and just give him a bit of a, a bit of headspace and time mm. away um, out of it. Um, yep. Okay, and uh, so that is uh, the Monday night game, uh, eight o'clock GMT. Um, anything else that you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Michael Carrick is going to retire, and as he's he's a mank, but uh, he's a very respectable one, I think. It's just been announced that he's going to retire. Okay. okay. Um, I would have picked Ronaldinho's retirement announcement myself. Yeah, that's much more. That's more yeah, that's a different pod. Uh, and and Peter Crouch could be going to Chelsea. <laughs> oh, nice, a nice joke to finish with. Yes, <laughs> that's last Chelsea line to finish with. Uh, <laughs> Andy Carroll, Peter Crouch. Yeah. Uh, 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 God, I mean, uh, uh, and I'm uh, and I'm absolutely looking forward to the result of the Burnley United game. United on turf more. Um, they don't like that crowd. Oh, that would be something. That would be something. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm not as pessimistic about their uh, their form as some people are. But um, um, the the Chelsea thing is really significant though, because uh, uh, if if the media are to be believed, Conte's leaving this year, um, and they're kind of he's struggling struggling to get the players he wants, so they're not prepared to spend. For him this January, which is why they're looking at twenty million pound buys for a Carroll or for a Crouchy or something like that, um, which is just a bizarre concept that Chelsea are mm. buying players for this. But at the end of the day, they're 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 not prepared to spend if they're going to bring in a new manager. That's the line that's coming out, mm. um, and uh, and then you've got the situation. You know, does the Real Madrid are probably going to look at a bit of a uh, back to their spending days? Um, Despite their very promising young players, so do they? Uh, do they come in and get Hazard, for example? Um, you know what on earth is going to happen to Chelsea because it's you know a, a team of such quality, they have such quality players, and it just all seems to be falling to pieces at the moment. Um, and long may it continue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually inclined to think I dropped it in the um, uh, in, in the WhatsApp group. It seems that we. We don't have a top six. We've got a top five, and Arsenal is is a halfway house between mid table and top six. 
They're which all... they look like they're trying to do something about. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and very, very good for them if, if, if they pull it off. Getting in both Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang is is great way. At the same time, both of them, have, both of them, are not lads who are going to pull you through. And Sanchez mm. last season and the seasons before was one of the lads that pulls you through. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. when the chips are down, you're not looking for Mkhitaryan to say, "Okay, I'm going to roll up my sleeves here and gonna." You know, grab a game by the scruff of the neck and, and pull us through he didn't do it for United didn't do it for Dortmund that's why Klopp really didn't want him and Aubameyang as it shows now has um, has quite some uh, authority issues as well well maybe um, maybe both Arsenal and Spurs maybe they can both finish ahead of Chelsea that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> to, to, knock, to be honest, if we can knock United out as well, that would be then we'd top. <laughs> uh, that's our job. Our job is to yeah. knock United off. Out of the yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that over the next two weeks, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's to a Liverpool team that doesn't have a City hangover. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Okay, guys. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. Eric. And thanks, Drew. Thank you. Always and. Up the Reds. Up the Reds.